very tropical themed uh, uh, song this week, Doug. That's uh, Chico Man. Is that from a video game? No. Chico Man? That's that means the boy guy's, man. The guy's name is Chico Man. Boy man. That's boy man. M A N N. Is that true? All right. Yeah, yeah, I think he was in the Antibalas or one of those bands. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, good. Yeah. And you're fucking with the champs, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck, we're the champs, by the way. I don't oh, know gotcha. if I mentioned that. No, no, we're I know. The champs. Uh, yeah. My name is Moshe Kasher. That was Neil Brennan. You just heard, and of course, behind the ones and one, <laughs> the behind the iPad, it's the one and only DJ Doug Pound. Doug. No, Doug. Hey, I'm Doug, man, not Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and of course that sexy deep voice you heard that you were wondering who is that? Neil, did you want to introduce your friend? This guy is a personal friend of mine. Uh, who I who I don't ever see, but I I think we greatly like each other. Uh, we're fond of each other. We have history, in the best possible sense of the word. Mad history. Um, Ooh. and uh, no you're you've won Emmys. Won Emmys? Where yeah, you've won Emmys. You've uh you've you've won Tonys. Been nominated for Grammys. You've been nominated for Grammys? No Tonys yet. No Tonys as of yet. Uh, but the the life is still young. What do you call that when they win all the Oscar Tonys? That's a triple double. <laughs> There's a term for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, no one who did it, like Will Smith or nobody's. No, really no, 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 no. Chi- um, Rita Chico Mo- Man. Chico Rita Moreno. Man. You're Chico Man did Chico it. Man did win. <laughs> um, he did the triple double. <laughs> um, along with Rita Moreno and Barbara Streisand or somebody like that. Yeah. Uh yeah I don't but we don't know what it's called and Chico Man and Chico of course Chico Man man the suspense is killing me who Ladies are we listening to you might have you might have seen him on on many different programs let's make a deal uh whose line is it anyway yeah uh Thirty Rock uh the, the Ronald McDonald House oh shit. there's a lot of different places you might Did have you, seen somebody got Wikipedia nah dog oh, wow. I just I'm a big fan that's all, what that's the all. Hell, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen the one and only the the famous the I'm so happy to have you here. It's Wayne, Wayne Brady, Brady, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. gentlemen. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy to be fucking with the champs. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 We're happy Woo. to have you. Sickly. Which I've got to tell you, it's kind of interesting to hear the tropical Chico Man beat come on, and then you're fucking with the champs. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. We're very positive and negative at the same time. That's what Love that. does. Uh, you know what? Here's what I'd like to point out about Wayne Brady. Guys, weren't you uh, impressed with uh, how good looking he is? When he walks in, you I just got, go, this is where you go, oh, yeah, this is what, on camera. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, this guy's on camera. I got, I got looking, to say. You belong on camera. Great looking, charismatic. You beam uh, positive energy. You got the stuff, kid. You look like a cute look, guy. I w- <laughs> <laughs> All right, trust talk me, man, to trust me. me. What, uh, where, what are you doing? What, t- talk to me about your life. What am I doing? Since I've seen you so much. I haven't seen you so in much, six years. So much has years. transpired. Yeah. You know, um, I've been uh, bouncing from one thing to the next, enjoying this business of show. Um, when I left the talk show uh, during our tremendous episode of your show, yes. Dave Chappelle show, yes. then I went on Fox and I did this show called, um, I did this thing, Celebrity Duets, I think, and then, and then um, I'm, I'm blanking on my own show, the, the music show where, where people had to sing don't uh, stop. Don't singing. forget the lyrics. That don't was what you did. You did. Damn. Don't Thank forget you. the lyrics, and, and don't forget the name of the show either. Wow, who's the <laughs> asshole? Me. Um, and uh, hosted a bunch of things and did a ton of sitcom stuff. Toured a lot. I, I was working in Vegas. Um, yeah, how that I want to talk about because that that I'm really I don't know anyone that's had a full time show 
in Vegas. Also, there's, you're such a positive seeming dude. I don't know you that obviously we just met, but you seem like a very positive person. And I'd love to think of a really positive person doing a show in Vegas, all positive, and then walking out the back door and walking just into the deluge of human misery that's out on the street. It's like, yeah. Well, it happens. And and you know, it's interesting you say that. Even the thing about being a positive person, I'd l- I'm I'm a regular person. I'm not any more positive than anybody else. But it's my dumb luck slash give me the moneyness of it yeah. that, that that people go, oh, we'll cast Wayne for that because I think he's a go lucky. <laughs> you know what? I get fucked up and angry like anybody else. Sure. He prefers to be treated like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and that happens occasionally. He pre- Wait a minute. Play, play that again. He prefers to be treated like a dog and also a toilet. <laughs> well, th- we're learning a lot about you, Wayne. Yes, I like to be scratched and flushed. <laughs> yes. Which uh, uh, Vegas was a trip. Did you, Ve- yeah? What was that? What did you? Were you uh, trepidatious about taking it? I was for a second, but then I thought, okay, here is how I've done a lot of stuff in my career. I, I look at something and I go, a lot of people wouldn't do that because they think they're either too cool for it, or they don't know if they can wrap their heads around it. Right. I go, I want to do that, and I want to make that cool, and I want to win with it, and then I want to step away. Huh. Right. Which is why I've done everything from sitcom to game show to Broadway, because I just want to win at something and then go, see, I did it. Yeah. Did you live in Vegas? I had to, you and had that to, was right? the worst part of all. Where did you live when you lived there? I lived in the hotel, which Ooh. was... Which would, I like the idea. That sounds good to me. Yeah. So you just walk downstairs and you go to work. For a second. <laughs> yeah, right before like, it started. I was like, hey, I'm Madeline. I get to live in a hotel. <laughs> Smoke weed every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? Now, what, when did you realize, like, oh, I've made a mistake by living here? Like, like the third day in? When you realize I've ordered everything off this menu? Yeah, that I know everything. And the cool thing at first is because I was never really a party because I was very married. And very committed, never cheated on my wife, never horsed around. At least on this podcast. Allegedly. Allegedly. And so I never partied. So I hit a point when I was doing the Vegas show, I went, I'm single, got a little bit of money in the bank, and I'm doing this. It's right back, bro. You know, I feel like Sammy Davis Jr. I'm going to party. Right. That lasted all of maybe a couple of weeks, being at the, the club every night, buying, buying bottles. Life, life was like a rap video. Because right. I almost thought that, that all the MCs have fun. I'm going to try. That shit is exhausting. Here's the thing about uh, rap videos, three minutes long. <laughs> three minutes long. Not a whole evening yeah. and not days. And also a lot of rappers are very immature and are down to just yeah, like, we're going to party till the wheels fall off. Yeah. But you're, you have a family and it's married wheels, at that point. Yeah, the wheels really shouldn't fall off. Ever. The wheels shouldn't fall <laughs> Keep off. Keep the wheels on. Yeah. So when they say we're going to party till the wheels fall off, you're already starting at a negative. Yeah. If your shit falls off of right. anything, you're wrong. How are you going to get home? Right. How are we going to get home? Rapper. We, we are stuck here. Yo, what's a taxi? Fuck a taxi. Uh, okay, I'm a so, walk. <laughs> I'm a uh, r- so did it affect, was there like a Vegas bottom? <laughs> was there like, a, okay, this is, this is the. This yeah, is stinky the, breast, smelly <laughs> pussy, dookie blade, having ass, tramp bitches. <laughs> when I went to go see that band play. Um, where, yeah, the, the Vegas bottom, there, there are a couple of Vegas bottoms. One Vegas bottom is, 
you are at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. and you're leaving Dre's, mm-hmm. which is the spot mm-hmm. that you go to, you know. After hours. It's the after and after hours. it's in hours. a shitty hotel. That's the other thing. People are like, hey, are you going to Dre's? Around four, every all the dirtbags start asking, hey, are you going to Dre's? you going to Dre's? And you're like, uh, okay, can you get me no. in? They're like, I can get you. Yes. And then you go, yeah. You make friends, and, and I'm using air quotes, yeah. with people that you would never look at or talk to in real life. Right. And you find yourself at six in the morning, leaving Dre's, going to, there's, um, should I forget the name of it? Seamless. Oof. This other place, which is a strip joint, which I didn't realize it was a strip joint. I was like, oh. With a name oh, like Seamless, to- who would have thought? Who would have no, I thought we're all gonna get suits, mate. Yeah, like it's smooth. <laughs> oh, it's a smooth it. place. It, it's smooth. Got it. I love this place. And then <laughs> I'm still partying and drinking at 6 a.m. with naked women. And right. then I went, and then for some people, this is your rock bottom. You can't pop a boner. <laughs> that's the rock bottom. That's the rock bottom. <laughs> when you look down and you have no boner, it's yeah, seamless. That is yeah. sad. But like for me to be a grown ass man with a family and a responsible citizen to be drunk out at 6.30 in the morning when the sun is up, and I've been up since 6 the previous morning. Yeah. That just is my personal, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. And then when I look around, and, and I've spent so much money on these strangers who are now, we're with Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Like, who are you, yeah. and why am I doing this, and I don't know any of you, and now I feel really lonely? Yeah. That's some real wake up call shit. So yeah. then you're like trapped there. You're, you're trapped. In Vegas to do finished out the run of the show. To finish out. And, and during you the stare day, down at your hands and say, whose line is it anyway? I would never say that. <laughs> oh, but the night's young. Yeah, the night's the night young. Did so, anyone ever offer you cocaine and say, Wayne, whose line is it? <laughs> that? Did you meet anyone hilarious? Is what I'm trying to I've ask. never used coke in my life, but I have to admit. If someone would have stepped to me, I think, and with gone, that line, that's the gone, bonus. Gone, Wayne, <laughs> whose line is it anyway? And then on a mirror, you've been like, you know uh, what? Gone, I don't do cocaine, but for you. Yeah, because <laughs> I respect the joke. And you're going to open for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then you're, you know what's funny is that when you have a night like that and then you're breaking up the group. You're a party pooper for breaking up the group. But they're like, right. what do you mean you're going home? Right. You're like, I got to get up. Dude, we all got to get up. You're so, an idea to me. I Be the idea. Up. Yeah. Keep being the idea, man. I was like, no, not for you. <laughs> yeah. No, my friend. Not uh, but I'm a stranger. Go right. But I'm a stranger. You owe me. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched you on TV. I got an idea of you. You got to live. Have you ever read J- uh, Jay McErnie's uh, It's 6 a.m. Do You Know Where You Are? It's a short story. No. Jay McInerney? Oh, is that how you say it? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to all of the no, literary gods. No, his stories I've read. Yeah. No, <laughs> not, you would love the story because it's, it is about a man who is coming, stumbling out of a club in New York City at 6 in the morning. And just losing himself, he's he has done cocaine. He has he, yeah. Somebody approached him with that line, and he's he is losing his very self in the moment of like. It's a really powerful short story. That's, that's a real a, moment, you know. That's a yeah. real, and then it causes you to go, "Why am I here in Vegas? And did did I make the wrong career decision? All you of my keep big, doing wider and wider shots. You're like you you start on a, mm-hmm, on right. like a close up <laughs> of your face, then you go wider. Like why am I at a nightclub? And you're like, wait, why am I in Vegas? <laughs> right. Why, why, why I is in... Vegas here? Yeah, why, why does Vegas exist? <laughs> that's always Vegas. That's what I like about Vegas. It's like, what are you doing here, Vegas? You have no reason to exist. But there is a reason. I love this place. <laughs> Vegas is where everyone goes 
to do the shit they wouldn't do that's in true. their own homes and in their own towns. And that's you sounds, would never do an improv show. They go there show. to be assholes. I would never do an improv <laughs> right. show. Well, no, because no, he's there to entertain those people, right. essentially, right? And, and I meet those people in the bar and walking down the street and the things you see, people just pissing on the corner or the things that people will say to each other. Right. It's amazing who... It's weird to think that that person in real life might be an accountant. Yeah, yeah, may totally. be a doctor. Totally. Right. But tonight, I'm wearing my Affliction t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Tonight, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> Dog. And if you call somebody on it, they will look oh, you yeah. straight in the face and go, it's Vegas, Wayne. Totally. It's like, you, uh, did, you do, uh, did you come up in clubs? Or, no. No. So like you, the, the famous girl in the club is, it's my birthday, girl. It's my birthday. And you're like, but you're ruining the show. But it's my birthday. It's everybody is, it's my birthday, girl now in Vegas. I just don't care. Because, I, because I'm allowed. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but no, bitch, you're not allowed tonight. <laughs> right. You are not. And now that I've done clubs in the past few years, now I've learned to, to put that person in their place. Right, totally. Handily. I bet you're fine at that. it's not yeah. your... It's not about you. Yeah. But it is. But she's too drunk and too birthday to even care about your moral nope. lesson. You, you've been, yeah. Well. And then I'm the jerk because I am that guy who likes to give moral lessons totally. where there shouldn't be any. <laughs> like, is that true? In your act, you'll be doing your act. You'll be like, look, look here. Woman. What's your name? Carolyn. Like you'll go look, off on it. You are somebody's daughter, right? Now, do you think your daddy is happy that your large ass is half naked, standing on a stool in the middle of my. I don't. I just came to what you just came to. You're a whore. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. <laughs> he looks like a white Eddie Murphy. <laughs> wow. What is that? What was that? Who? What context was that ever said? <laughs> Nothing in? ever has context on this show. You know what I always if say. If you about- want to know, it's not that exciting. It's uh, some screen, some screen tests uh-huh. for. Uh, Best week ever. Oh, That's cool. Funny. Someone was feeding Natasha lines. and. Oh, that was Natasha. Was her. Very good. All right, let's back up. Who are you? Where are you from? Did you bring condoms with you? <laughs> uh, no, I did not. Um, all right. So raw dog from, in it. Where are you from? Strictly raw dog Where did you grow up? And then how did you... Tell me your showbiz arc. I'm from Orlando, Florida. Grew Oof. up. Um, started doing theater when I was 16 and doing TV there doing all the low-budget syndicated TV shows that came through, The Adventures of Superboy. Sure. Um, this is late all of that 80s? Stu- this is late 80s. 80s. Late 80s. Um, That's 80s. okay. I gra- graduated from high school in 89, started working at Universal Studios, doing the Ghostbusters the theme park show. Awesome. Oh, and Beatles awesome. Juice rock and roll show and singing doo-wop. I was a break dancer. At Universal? I'm um, at Universal in Florida. What was the moment where you realized, I got to get the fuck out of Florida? It was when... I was doing, and I've had a few of these moments. In Florida fact, bombing? Yeah. Yeah, day four, three. Yeah. It was day three. It was, day, <laughs> it was day, three days old. Day three of my life. <laughs> and um, I was doing the Beetlejuice show. and You were playing Beetlejuice? No, no. No, no. I was doing Dracula. Because uh, in the Beetlejuice show, Beetlejuice brings all the universal monsters to Got life. It. And uh-huh. changes them so they become the current incarnations. So it was okay for Dracula to be black because then he becomes this sexy soul singing Dracula. Right. And the bride of Frankenstein. That sounds like a very um, racially sensitive choice that that director name. made that wrote that show. Yes. Yeah. But not all the Draculas were black. <laughs> okay. Got were, it, got so it was up, up to your own interpretation. Sure. Great. Because I was also did the Wolfman. Who the Wolfman, they did skew it very black. Black in their minds. Because the Wolfie had to do a break-in number, so you had to be able. He to looks break. like a black Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> and you had to do your best Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> which 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 I wasn't good at. 
Um, and then I was on stage, and I realized that the other people on stage, not, not to sound like a snob, they sucked. A lot of them didn't sing as, as well. And, and I believed, even if you're doing a theme park show, right. be dope. Be yeah. great at that theme park sure. show. And I was mad at being on stage with them. So I walked off stage and had a breakdown and went, fucking beep, and really yelled and screamed and pitched a fit. At them? In, in general. To the universe. At, in wolf costume? And said, you all suck. Yes. <laughs> no, the Dracula costume. Which is even- Why? Why is it like <laughs> this? Why? I want to suck your blood and succeed in Hollywood. You suck. Th- th- then I started counting. I'll give you two reasons. Uh, 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 uh. So I quit and then went to go work on a cruise ship. Because I was going to show them how good I was by being the lead singer in a cruise ship show. Did you have the cruise ship job lined up when you went out? <laughs> no. no. You grab your fangs and throw them on your manager's oh, desk. Well, I'm going to the high seas, <laughs> motherfuckers. I'm seasick, bitches. No, so I quit and then auditioned for the cruise ship the same day. Oh, great. Because, in fact, it was the cruise ship audition notice that I looked at and went, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm going to leave here and go do that show. Didn't didn't have so this th- does really sound like a Wayne Brady movie, right? Totally. You know Fuck this! I'm getting out of here, baby. I'm going to high seas <laughs> and I'm going to make a star and I'm going to learn how to s- swim and then so I'm learn how to swim. I'm going <laughs> to shuffleboard and um, I learned to shuffleboard. Never learned. Think to swim. outside the pond. This this podcast just got racist. Um, so so racist. Wait, but to be fair though about your story, I think that it wasn't that Universal Studios had hired uh, crappy people. It's that you were uh, perhaps out uh, too talented to work at Universal Studios. Well, I'm not gonna be a dick and say. Well, I'm just saying, look at you now. It's, no, 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 it's, no, no, but were they? Were they? I'm assuming that's just a bunch of Florida high school right. theater nerds. No, but that's the thing. When they audition at that point, you're getting people from all over the country right. who are performers who audition for that job. Yeah, but, this is the best of the best? <laughs> apparently not. But I was thinking at that point, if we all got cast for this thing, you need to be great. Right. And I'm sick of working with people that are not great and they weren't inspiring me. Some of them were great and they're friends of mine to, to this very day. Mm-hmm. But the others who weren't, they made me angry. Did- and, and that's been a common theme in my own life. I just get mad when i feel that the quality around me that if we all got cast to do this thing yeah let's all be good or you be better than me so i can climb up on your back and learn did you have a spark in you working at that time that thought you know what i'm i'm going to make it i'm I'm doing this this isn't just some job at some theme park this is the beginning of my art that's what i thought when i was 16 years old i said when i'm going to do whatever jobs i have to and i'm going to learn everything i have to because one day i'm going to be something now, I don't know what that something is. Sure. It could be I'll be the most well-known guy at this theme park. <laughs> right, right, right. But I'm going to do something. Mr. Universal. Right. Yeah. But it's going to be big. Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice himself. One day. That's the big, that's the big promotion. It's going to be the juice. Uh, all right. So, so, you, uh, so you were like, all right. So then you're, how long were you on the seas for? Just a couple of months because I was the Norma Ray of the cast. And the, the oh, working conditions it. were really explain that to people. Um, to those of you that don't know, Norma Ray, she was a she was a work activist that helped the working conditions uh, get changed in wherever she worked. Uh, I'm gonna forget the movie now, but Norma Ray. Oh, <laughs> what, the movie. what the? Sally don't forget Kay. the line. Don't forget the name of the show, and don't forget the movie. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I mean, really, I think I have professional Alzheimer's. Well, it's funny because you're you don't because you're uh, you're so you're so sharp and quick. But maybe that's why you're just a person who's been in improv as long as you're probably just tossing information out at a, at a rapid clip. 
And I wish, you know what? That's the story I'm sticking to. There we go. <laughs> At least it so, sounds good. So whenever I forget something, that's why, because yeah, I'm thinking look, so I fast. I got a lot of stuff up there. Hey, Can baby. I get 10% of that lie? Uh, yes. Awesome. The, the sad part is I'm going to forget that. <laughs> okay, very, right, very right, soon. Right. some bad news. All right, so you, so you wanted better conditions on the boat, which included what? Um, Limes to suck on <laughs> to avoid <laughs> scurvy. <laughs> um, um, I wanted uh, to not get killed. They had that set was falling apart, and there was a door. You know the big metal, uh, I'm afraid, the uh, the hull doors that close to to to, to the sea. Yes, <laughs> there was one at uh, the plank that you had to go out to where they kept the slaves. <laughs> and, and, and and I tried to free them, but <laughs> because a I'm lot, of, Brady, lot of slaves drowned that day. It was a sad day, but <laughs> well, they got free. <laughs> I, I'm an activist. I'm a performer. <laughs> And I free slaves. Yeah, whatever. You, you, wherever you find them. Did they make you swab? No, I didn't have to have swab, oh. but I did have to do um, crew duty, which meant that at 7 a.m. every morning to a bunch of old Jewish women out of, uh, out of Miami, and that isn't a slur. That is truly there were old Jewish women that rode the ship from Miami right. and a Filipino gentleman named Pakleb would cut up vegetables and fruits and make animals and he didn't speak English so I had to tell the audience what was happening. So he would cut something and go, Ay, sus, push up a lap, put it. and I'd go, Pocklib has just placed the half of the orange on top of the watermelon. Two, ooh, two of them. Those are eyes and the cherries for the pupils. So you didn't speak oh. Spanish? You were just stating the obvious? No, I spoke Spanish but I didn't speak oh, okay. Filipino. Or or to oh, he's a Filipino or, man. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, he th he said that he put the uh, the orange on the watermelon, Maude. And then move move out of the way. Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> you, meaning me, I should get out of the way so they can take pictures. How big with were the these animals? Shit. The Did Jewish they, women? They're yeah. not animals. <laughs> they're real women. <laughs> With feelings, you <laughs> asshole. That's my uh, grandma. Say so. uh, cool, I'm 48, though. Is that too old for you? <laughs> no, uh, I'm looking for someone who was stable. How big were these like little fruit animals? Right. It Let's, call Let's call them Pocklebs. Let's call them Pocklebs. It wasn't like they were six foot and he's done this feat. No. He would take an orange and stick uh, toothpicks on them for legs, and now there's a cherry and it's a pig. So Bakleb was not the greatness that you aspired to. He was saying. not the artist. How often did you do this every day? Every morning. Did you go Are off you on him too me? and say, "Why don't did you try you as hard as I am?" Yeah. So you had to, and this is part of your other duties. That yes, that and no extra pay. No extra pay, mm -hmm. and then I was. But my pride wouldn't let me run back to Universal after I'd made not. such a dramatic because yeah. I wanted to be like that story, like yeah. Wayne. Oh shit, Wayne. Wayne told everybody to suck it and left here and became famous on the cruise ship. Right, for cutting up fruit. Yeah. Dude, he knows Pac Lab. He knows Pac Lab. <laughs> 7 a.m. fruit sessions every morning. How long did it last, that 7 a.m. thing? Three, three months. But how long did you have to do, like, in the morning? 45 minutes. And then I went down to the pool deck, and then I did the, hosted the pool games because they said, well, you're good at improv because they knew that I'd been with an improv company in Florida. Right. Well, you're good with improv, so you host the pool games. So I would have to host the games, and then at the I'm end of it, I'm so mad on your behalf. It was it's awesome. so unfair. No, it was awesome. Oh, was it really? Because then I had the horrible task of 
at the end of the pool games go, hey, you can catch me on the Lido deck in the 8, 8 p.m. show tonight. <laughs> Wait, was it like a bait and switch where like you got on the cruise ship as doing a show at night? And yes. then once you're out on the sea, it's like, well, now you have to do the 7 a.m. Oh, yeah. You got to do the pool show. Oh, yeah, work, working you all day. Got That's it. how slavery got started. Right. Correct? That's, That's how, how unions slavery... got started too. Because everyone thought that that it was a cruise ship. Yeah. Right. Going to America and you get. To Do you guys like you... shuffleboard? <laughs> Do you like fruit sculptures? Well, come this way. They're like, here's the thing. You I had a row last night that a hamburger was America, even made. Pick. One dude was like, "This is bullshit," and, and that and, was and the, the African Wayne Brady. Give us, us the African Wayne Brady. Free. Give us <laughs> us not this bullshit. <laughs> this is bullshit. Give us us Pac Man. Everything's got to be so African with these two. <laughs> wow, you're good tonight, Doug. You ha- That's screen right. test. Yeah. Uh, did you have? Uh, all right, so would you meet girls? Were you allowed to bang? In? I was married. It's not allowed wow, anyway. Right? you're kidding. You went on cruise ships married? <laughs> oh, you, oh, that's so stupid. Oh. No wife powerful. on board, though, right? She was in the cast with me. Oh, oh, God. oh that's not as bad. That's not so bad. Did she? Did you get the part first, and you were like, baby, you got to learn how to sing? And no, so you she, get on the boat. She was a singer-dancer. Got so, it. So we both left Universal together. Oh, wow. And, and then we both auditioned, and and they wanted me. And then I said, hey, you know, my my wife also dances, and she would be great for the show. And they cast her as well, and we came as a package deal. Uh, did you? Did she have other duties on the boat? <laughs> she showed sure did. <laughs> 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 you took the opportunity when you are. You know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. That's Thank all. I'm so. impressed. <laughs> all right. So that ends three months on the high seas. Then I go with my tail tucked between my legs back to Universal. Great. Um, and then I get a chance to... How did you broach that? You, Wait, like, you hey, really guys, did I, go back. I, I thought Pride wouldn't let you go back. Well, Pride's got to eat. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> did you go like, hey, I might stop by tomorrow? Well, how did you broach Did you get a standing with... ovation when you came back? Like, <laughs> Remember how I said <laughs> I needed... Oh, no, I got this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the yeah. sarcastic... Like, Welcome back, Wayne. <laughs> we knew you'd be here. Okay, so what? Did, what how, did you, how did you broach it? What did you say? I'm going to... I called... Hey, I might stop by tomorrow. I called and said, hey, um, are you guys... Looking for anybody because, you know, I think I'm going to stop doing this cruise ship thing for a little bit before I go to L.A. So how long <laughs> did you then go back for? A couple months. And then I auditioned for this tour um, to go to. Well, it really isn't a tour because it was stationary um, <laughs> to <laughs> to do a show at Six Flags in St. Louis. But it was a really amazing rock and roll show. So I thought, OK, here's the plan. I've got to get out of Orlando. Right. This shit's killing me. I've learned all I can learn. I need to leave. I go to St. Louis. I get that money. It's a great summer gig. Then we go west. And so my wife wanted to go to Vegas to be a Vegas dancer. That was her. And now to people listening, when I say dancer, I mean dancer, dancer. Not... Oh my God! I'm a dancer. Like stripper. Not, right. not seamless. Oh, you mean, oh, like yeah. with the big feathers. Not seamless. Right. Vegas. Not seamless. Right. Seamful. Seamful. <laughs> her, yeah. Her, her her shit was covered up. That's right. Many so, seams. So then, um, we we did the rock and roll show. It was called called Warner Rocks. Twenty five years of rock and roll. And then I did that at the theme park. It was Warner meaning what? Warner Brothers Records. Or yeah. Something? Yeah. Warner Brothers Records. Got it. Did that. Moved to Vegas. She got a job immediately. In the what fall. were you singing in Warner Rocks? Saying, um, well, I was the swing, so I did all the parts. 
So I did everything. And you fucked everybody, correct? Uh, no, <laughs> I right, married. ladies and gentlemen? No, no, I was married. Yeah, but no, it's a swinger. swinger. I mean, it's... Oh, no, the, the swing in the show. Oh, yeah, we thought. to swing all the roles. Oh, Uh-oh. anyhow, take your dick out. <laughs> <laughs> anyhow, I would love to see your dick. Are you open-minded, Wayne? <laughs> Do you like no. hot tubs? <laughs> no, I can't show you my dick. <laughs> oh, no. Very well. We didn't want to cool. see it. That was a, cool, cool, cool. a joke that me and Neil play on people. No, I won't show you, but I can let you feel it. Oh, yay. Hello, how are you doing? Can I tease and please your blank with my tongue and make you blank over and over? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so so then you drive. Did you fly to Vegas? Oh, no, we drove, brother. We drove. Okay. Drove cross country. What year is this? in, In a Corolla. This is 94. Great. I just, you are famous. I, I keep thinking, and this guy is famous, like, because it's like, and then I went to Six Flags St. Louis. No, well, that's showbiz. I think that's cool. Yeah, I've never heard that. Best. You know, because I, I think of it from such a stand-up comedian's perspective, like, our arc is such a specific thing, and I always think about other kind of entertainers and actors and stuff. How is it that you, how do you cut your teeth? How do you pay your dues? Because our dues are so clearly demarcated. No, one day, so this is interesting. One day Very they wake up, and they're just super famous. <laughs> that's and right. That's, and right. that's right. how it happens. <laughs> See, but that does, but that does happen for some people now. There's not a lot of, of the, people. Yeah, the X factors and totally. these things. Yeah. Yeah. It takes people, and and I really believe, and this is me sounding like a crotchety old man, that they cut out a big part of the learning curve. So yes, you sing great. You just won X Factor or Idol. Awesome for you. Now what happens? Right. If that record doesn't hit, like most of them haven't. You are back in Texas hosting. Yeah. And cat- now you're fucking embarrassed. Yeah, county fairs, right? Yeah, county fairs and doing karaoke gigs, right? Yeah, and then because you were not prepared. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I but you don't. You have a weird arc in that there's not a lot of guys like you. I don't. The the comedy arc is like is like uh, is more sort of clear, but there's not a lot of guys in doing Six Flags shows and all. Even the guys that you ended up with on Whose Line. Right, they weren't they? Weren't like, oh, hey, I knew you from fucking from Universal Studios. We used to work together. We did the cruise ship. Like, what did those those guys all were sort of those guys were Second City, right? And doing theater, and I was doing theater too. But I was doing in my mind, I'm gonna work. I, I'm gonna just work. So I will not work at Starbucks or wait tables. Right. So theme parks. Have you ever had a day job? That was my day job. Right. So never a, never a straight job. Never. I said, that's what I'm... The only time I had a straight job is which, is when I was 16, I worked... Oh, the, for those of you listening, my daughter is watching TV here in the air, air quote studio, and it's incredibly loud. Yeah. She's eight. Is she deaf? Is she really eight? She's eight, but she's tall, isn't she? Yeah, she's tall. Very tall and leggy. Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, what? I said, yeah. I, I said you could feel my penis, not talking right with my daughter. Dad, you wanted to talk to me? <laughs> yes, son. like a gateway to meeting your daughter. My penis is not a gateway drug. Oh, I thought it was like I could maybe meet your, start with your cock. <laughs> it's funny and to come back. I meet ba- your eight-year-old. <laughs> I just ran down and asked your daughter to turn it down a little bit, and then I come back, and you guys are talking about your penis, and I'm like, she shouldn't turn it down too much, actually. <laughs> oh, no. she should be, she, there should be a volume level that she can't hear. No, you know what? That, that, that kid, I've got to say, she's a showbiz kid because she's been around myself and her mom. And she's met people and been to Vegas and traveled around the world. She's heard she's me. Been uh-huh. she's, she's been to Seamless. She's been to Seamless. But not performing. No. Right, right, right. No, 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 not performing. Just I just want to make. Right. Just yeah. seeing. Just you know, seeing the, what the lifestyle is. J- just like you audit a, a class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's exactly I want to have a baby. 
tug her on daddy's bottom toy. I want to have a baby. Yeah, you're right, though. I, actually, when she walked in, I was like, oh, this is the daughter of a performer. She, she's very vibrant and very... Yeah, she she's, has everything. She's used to being on stage. Her and, mother's an, also an actress? Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. And so okay. she's come to Vegas and seen my show. So she's heard... heard it. So, so she's more acquainted with the Wayne that folks know live rather than mm. the... Welcome to the show, Wayne. Is your, do you work blue? What's your What's your act like? Um, working blue. How's I, that Hollywood terminology for you? By the I way? work very, very nice. <laughs> Thank you. It's blue, but it isn't intentionally blue. Like I don't uh -huh. say, I'm gonna fuck everybody's mind up. Right. No, it's an adult show, and there are times when I don't curse, and times when it's appropriate to whatever right. I'm doing. Um, but it's different. It's it's decidedly different than yeah, TV. Totally. He makes Bryant Gumble look like Malcolm X. <laughs> yes, which is something that. <laughs> I want to thank you, Neil, for, and also pimp slap you. Yeah, no, I know. Every it's day of my it's life. A double edged sword. Well, well you know, I, mean, I don't know if I've ever told you about it. You know who else was mad? If Doug's referring to. Uh, it's, it's my a favorite long, sketch on Chappelle's yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wayne. Uh, Paul Mooney said that Wayne look, made Brian Gumble look like Malcolm X. Let's, we might as well just tell the story. That was on uh, one sketch we did. Early Negro Damas, Negro Damas, maybe episode three of season two. Then we came out here for the NAACP Image Awards. Right, you were nominated, correct? Yes, yeah. we were yeah. nominated. Um, I was. Yes, I you was, specifically <laughs> is. I think I was. I have a African American of the year. I have a BT Comedy Award upstairs. Nice. If you guys want to see, it. I don't have a BT Comedy. Would you, award. Would you like mine? You know, I can't have <laughs> one. <laughs> You know what a BET Comedy Award is? It's just those two girls from the Comic View that Com have the cocktail on the stage. So you get them. <laughs> you, you bring them home. from the there. Comic View. <laughs> oh, my God. I like you so much. Yeah. Thanks. I like you, too. That makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we we were out here, uh, like me, Dave, a bunch of – Carl, the robot, was out. And you saw Carl at a hotel – and they brought up they worked for the show, and then you came over, and you can take it from there. Well, I met Carl, and I'd had a drink or two, uh -huh. and I was very clear with Carl because I have to say that when I first watched the the Chappelle show, I was blown away. Like I was a fan of Dave's anyway, right? Because I go back to when Dave was doing Men in Tights, and I was, because as a black actor, yeah, you immediately go. Why did that dude get that mm. thing that uh -huh. I didn't get? So who's yeah. he? Mm -hmm. oh. To answer that question, because Eddie Griffin didn't want the part. <laughs> Is that real? That's true of, of, of Men in Tights. Well, then, a Eddie Griffin... No, I think Men in Tights wasn't a very good movie. But no, it wasn't was very good. But to work with... Um, yeah, yeah, to work with Mel, yeah, Mel, Mel Brooks. Come on, that's yeah. awesome. Mel, Mel yeah. Gibson. <laughs> to work to with Mel Gibson. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> they are the opposite of each other. Yeah. <laughs> I Trust told you, me, I saw Trust Mel it. Gibson at Whole Foods like three weeks ago. Oh, Shut wow, up. really? And it was like... Like I Holy was foods. fucking excited, right? And and then I would have been terrified, of course, else, because no, I'm a Jew. No, here's the thing: is everyone was excited. Every you, everyone had that like smile, like oh my god. And then you realize, oh wait, no, 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 he's like anti-Semitic. <laughs> oh, he's this guy's an asshole. Racist, and he, there's no one. He That's what's so about. cool about Hollywood is that we realize sometimes that fame is more important than being a decent human being. Yeah, it's and way, it, it it's trumps way more, it, and yeah, it's really deeply cool. shallow. Yeah. It trumps your but, but your first instinct is like Riggs or yeah, whatever. It yeah, is. totally. And then you're like, oh no, 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 no. Oh, oh Himmler. No. Sorry, yeah, Heinrich no, Himmler. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> New on Fox. It's Riggs and Himmler. <laughs> Brand new crime fighting duo. <laughs> I'm right, too old so for this shit. The, we're at the. I am too old for this shit. <laughs> that Jew is too old for this life shit. Yes. Uh, 
right, so someone's gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> All right, so we're we're at the hotel, and um, oh, so I digressed by saying you know I was a big fan of Dave. Right. So when the show came on. I like everybody else in America. You guys wrote the shit out of that show, and Dave was awesome. Blah, blah, blah. And then so to be name-checked on a show that you like right. is a pretty awesome experience. But for me, it was sweet and sour because I've always fought this thing with certain black people in my business yes. who felt that maybe I'm not black enough because I'm not doing whatever they're doing. Mm. You know what? I'm going to be 40 next year. I'm tired of fighting that battle. Fuck them. Because right. but you are going to fight it until your 40th birthday. Though, because and, I hope. And, and then I'm done. Up until the last day. <laughs> right, right up until then. Because like, yeah, because that's my last day on earth. It's yeah, like, no, absolutely. Logan's run. So, nerd. So, mm-hmm. so then um, when the joke happened about I make Brian Gumbel look like Malcolm X. Right. Coming from Paul Mooney, that, that hurt me, to be honest. Not, yeah. I don't sound like a little bitch, but... Because no, we get we get emotional on this podcast. Real because talk. on a couple levels, that's this black comic who I actually really respected. Yeah, Paul, of yeah. course, and, and I know his work. You know, he he's old school funny. Yeah, to say that means, in, in a couple of ways, it's disrespectful to me. It's disrespectful to 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 Bryant. It's just disrespectful to Malcolm. It's just a, a shitty joke in my own opinion. But I think you, you, you got a, to call it out in the sketch, though. Which was yes, the awesome but that's part. What, right. That when we did the sketch, we didn't know you. Right. We didn't. Yeah, know. we didn't know it's, anything. It's also disrespectful to. I mean, it, to your your own struggle to make it. Uh, you're, you as an African American actor, you had to do what you had to do to make it anyway. So it, it sort of just says that that didn't matter either. So and I've never done that. anything. Which you could check my bio. I've never done the Captain Johnny's grinning and picking hour. Mm. Right. I, well, you auditioned for it, though. <laughs> right. Like I didn't do it. <laughs> that, was it did they, that was at Six Flags as well. <laughs> well, well, I didn't do it, and, and Eddie didn't do it. But right, but Eddie Griffin said, didn't want yeah. to do it. And then you, then you, <laughs> you right. weren't good enough. Yeah, it. it wasn't good enough. You couldn't pick. Yeah, it was third. It's a heck of a grinner, though. Yeah. One of the best grinners I've done seeing. Right. My grin. He can pick, but he can't grin. That's um, all there is to it. All right, so you, yeah, well, that's a that's a whole other thing, which is you've never, in terms of like your blackness, let's discuss your blackness. You've never struck me in the times I've spent with you. I never feel like you're uh, not being who you are. I've Thank never, you. yeah, like I've never felt like when I watched your show, I've never, when I watched your live show, it's as black as your interests. You know what I mean? It's as like, that's a good way to put it. You're as, and, and that was a good thing about Chappelle's show too. It was like, it was a show about a black guy. And then sometimes it was just a show about a guy. Because you know it was I mean? funny. Yeah, it was funny. It wasn't like, right. it was so, somebody was black. That's what meant. And that's the same thing with you. You can do black jokes. You, you have a, you have the, you can play the, play that move, but that's, you're also, like a well-rounded guy culturally uh you're mixed which is what which is the way that i was raised my my folks are from the u.s virgin islands Mm. and that's a melting pot itself right and so i was raised to to not be prejudiced and then to just try to get along with everybody and in the world and in terms of like i've read sometimes on twitter whatnot listen to how he talks I don't think I talk like uh, Carlton or anything. Who was a who Alfonso doesn't even talk like right. that. That that was a character. I talk to be understood. Right. The first thing that I learned as a child was if you want something, you have to be understood. If I say, hey, 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 let me get out of you on it. What? Right. I will never get shit if I say that. Right. But if I say, hey, give me that now, 
you understand that I want. This. I thought that's but, what you were saying. But you might have given it to you, right? But if really? you, you may have, remember that. But if you had but, said, but, but but I was really talking about my penis. <laughs> oh, what? What? Am I a line reader? Yeah, but I've never. Were your parents? Uh, do they have like a patchwork? Like, do they have like? Do they? My grandmother's voice is she's so thick that you can barely understand her. Oh, for real. Unless right. you know the 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 accent, but she raised me to talk. She said, Wayne, talk like this so that folks can understand you. That so that's just how I speak. Did you and what were your parents did they were they where were they where were they in terms of diction? My father was was a <laughs> what's your parents have you ever been asked that arc? before? Can no, you get your father on the phone? That's a good one. No, because he's dead. But oh and right on but Neil. if I could get him on the phone so that's a no. that would be awesome. Did you grow up in black neighborhoods? I grew up in a neighborhood called Tangelo Park, which my mom still lives there. Like, I just visited her in this small little two-bedroom house in the hood. And that's another thing that folks say, well, you didn't grow up in... Bitch, I grew up... When I grew up, it was New Jack City time. Right. So, mm-hmm. so in my little neighborhood in Orlando, which everyone thinks of Disneyland and world, I mean... You played Pookie in New Jack City <laughs> the ride, correct? In the ride, yes. Six times an hour. Yeah. It was, they'd come by in that Jeep. And I'd say, this should be calling me. Rock and baby. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. All right, so you're so, and your mother's still there. Um, she's still there just to visit her for, for, for Thanksgiving. Great. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it, a lot of what you're talking about is people's perceptions based on input that you're giving them, personality traits, your voice, whatever, and then they have, they've created a narrative about you. that is, It's back to the guys in Vegas and back to the thing that which I said about fine. you being positive. It's the Wayne Brady story that everybody else is writing, basically. Yeah, which is fine because that's, that's human nature. I know enough now that you can't fight When did you that? for real figure that out? Because there's so many things that I'm just now really, figuring out. Really, to be honest, this year I, I made the conscious decision to think about that and mm. be at peace with certain things. To be at peace with, I can't make someone not be an asshole. Mm. Right. So if I keep trying. Have you tried yelling? Um, oh, I've tried <laughs> way too much yelling. Right. And, and I can't please everybody, including an audience member. Um, I went to my website um, today, and someone that came to a taping of Let's Make a Deal, which I had to tell people, the taping of Let's Make a Deal is different than the TV version of Let's Make a Deal, because when someone is stupid or says something that I don't like, I'll say something to them, and it's generally very funny, and and you know it's real, and it'll and be cut out, and it'll be cut. Yeah, and I say and I say what I say, knowing full well it's going to be cut. So it's very freeing. Sure. So this one woman came and obviously did not enjoy her experience, right? Because she said, um, that in fact, you know what? I'll look it up. She said uh, that I, um, that I was on my cell phone the entire time, and during the breaks, <laughs> I, I I didn't talk to the audience and I was very arrogant and very rude and I can learn a lesson from my friend Drew Carey because he knows how to talk to people and blah 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 well you know did she go to his taping she should have fuck yeah so she said that I didn't talk to them now I was me being the person I am I was getting ready to go online and go no ma'am they tell you when the taping starts I don't talk to people because there's a lot of money on the line so I'm not supposed to come out and go, hey, girl, blah, 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 blah. Because then when someone gets picked, someone in the audience can go, Bias. he had a connection with yeah. that mm-hmm. woman. That's why she has $100,000. Yeah. So in order to avoid that, I walk on stage, camera, talk, 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 smile, 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 and I walk right off. She wanted me to stand out there and play the banjo for her. I love right. this. I could not, but I was going to try to explain that to her. And then I stopped myself and I went, you know what? I 
she's going to leave with the impression, oh, oh. She, he didn't pick. He oh, didn't smile. Oh, and at the end, she said, and I, for one, will not be watching. Let's make a deal anymore. And best of luck to you in the future, sir. That's exactly how it was written. And I realized I can't change that perception. I can't. Too bad. Yeah. That's People are just going to be uninformed and <clears throat> wrong as in addition to being assholes that you can't change. What do you? What and percentage yeah. would you put it at? Because it keeps getting higher and higher. In well, my mind. it is in fact the internet. Is it that woman who you that fat? I can picture her pants actually. They're they're pastel color. Oh my god! They go into her big butt crack. Now I have she, to show you the picture. She, now I have to show you the picture. She's got a flower, a, a, a sort of soft J Crew or LL Bean. No, LL Bean is what I'm looking for. Flower turtleneck sweater, and she lives in Nebraska. And she wrote the email. You can't. Oh my god. <laughs> I think she lives in the LA area. I think she lives in California. That is exactly well, the the thing about that is, I don't really mind when someone says something. I, I guess I'm in the wrong business then because I get mad whenever anyone says anything about me that isn't true. Right. Uh -huh, right. So then I need to just shut up. It's and just an endless, unwinnable war with the the court of public opinion that has been given a megaphone, a, a, an internet-sized megaphone. I mean, that's the problem. Yeah. They, they, there's just this huge forum for this dumpy lady to go, I didn't like Wayne Brady. And what's hilarious about it is that it gets back to you and it gets in, in your head. Well, that's it's the like, thing that we talk about a lot is <laughs> yeah. everyone reads their Twitter feed. Totally. Everyone yeah. reads their website stuff. Like every star. Imagine like, what Obama's website looks like. Uh, Obama read doesn't read he his website. He has to read his website. He doesn't read his website. That, that's way, for sure. Yeah, he gets way too many Obviously. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, but does he no, have a that, website? Does he have BarackObama.com? Yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He has to. He yeah, was, man, he has yeah. a great MySpace. Like a campaign. Yeah. His MySpace has been at what place? Uh, BigBlackDicksWhiteChicks.com. When you go on there, what's. what's uh, <laughs> <laughs> what place oh, on Obama's shit. website do we know? Big Daddy Kane. Sure. <laughs> um, okay, so. so, so uh, Last week, Mr. Riley. Oh, yes. Cube. And flowers are falling. Roses are, rose petals are falling. <laughs> right. Trust Thomas me, blog Trust is me. awesome. Yeah, no, he's really... Tuesday, good. January 15th, running shit. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Still so running shit. So we've so digressed to the point of... We were talking about your blindness. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's what you've overcome this year is you've finally been able somewhat... It's, it, but it, it's yeah. an ongoing thing, right? Yeah, it's an ongoing thing, but it's going to help me, and more importantly, not to, to try to make this a feel-good show, it's going to help me with my daughter. That if she sees how I handle things in the mm. world, then she'll handle things hopefully well. I have not handled a lot of things in life well because contrary to whatever you see on TV, I get angry very fast and I need, and so that's always been a battle is as soon as someone says, Wayne, you did it a, what? And then I become yeah. that dude. Do you, you know, I used to have a, I sometimes when I'm, we've talked about this before, when you're in charge of something, how quick you are to anger. Oh yeah. Because it's oh, like, yeah. why won't you motherfuckers help me? I'm the boss. I know. I know, I know this. What do you think you're contributing to the show? <laughs> you got it. It's like, no, you always, and it feels like a personal attack. Yes. When people aren't doing shit. It's like, it's my face. I'm the one who has to. Right. Uh, and, and, but that's the thing I find when you're in charge of something. I would assume if you're in charge of something and you're the face of it, I would get, it would be yeah. really, really hard. It would almost be a full-time job to just be patient. Mm-hmm. Like that, my job is to be patient. The talking on camera, that's easy. That's like free. You even just helped me out. You even put it into a better perspective than I had. 
your job is to be patient. So anytime that I'm doing something, that's what I should say. Yeah. That's a really good way of looking at that. Yeah. Because that's they, like yeah, comedians say like Dom Herrera will say like oh, Dom's you're awesome. getting paid to travel. Mm-hmm. Right. The stand up's mm. free. Right, totally. Stand up you're getting paid to totally. travel and do radio. Right. The rest of it's fun. But you know, it's not always about just being the bigger man and accepting it. Sometimes there are victories, like in the sketch that you eventually did Thank for the you. show. Like in the sketch where when I ran into to Carl, I told him that I didn't like the sketch. Yeah. I didn't tell him that the I didn't Nigger like Dama the show. I, I said, dude, uh, oh, oh, because he came to me, hey, Wayne, it's me. And I went, you're the robot. <laughs> you. You. <laughs> you're the robot. He said, man, we, oh, he goes, we love you. I went, oh, oh. you love me. <laughs> well, that sketch the other day didn't sound like you loved me. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And, and then just said my piece and then went on. Yeah. Then I get a call while I'm taping, and this was the point when I was doing the, um, doing the uh, daytime, doing the daytime uh, talk show, and I was an executive producer on it, and I was helping to get to produce the bits that folks don't know. That's a hard type of show to do. That's what I talk about this all the time. So I was Alan Thicke still talks about how hard Thick of the Night the was in 1985. Be- Just doing, you. being in charge of a show, it scars makes you. you crazy. It makes you loco. Yeah, and. And then being the face of it and having the network tell you to do certain things, which I'm sure that the cooking segments that I was doing with the 80-year-old <laughs> white ladies from Wisconsin and the soap guest did not help that image in Paul's eyes. Or, right, you know. yeah. So, Today we're cooking up crack on the Wayne Brady program. <laughs> right, because I always say, say to folks, that's not the show. I yeah. was signed on to take Rosie's place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You weren't go, going to tune in. And hear me say, welcome back, bitches. Guess who's on today's show? Yeah. We got Cube. You got canceled. Yeah. Indian head. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> yeah. But I, I had small victories. Right. Like I was able to get Outcast on. Oh, that's and cool. Missy really? Elliott that's and, and that's Buster. Awesome. You know, so, so, so then I get this call in my office. It's my assistant. She says, wait, Dave Chappelle's on the phone. Yeah. Went, Shut up, because my my writers would prank me all the time. With right now, it's like no, it's Dave Chappelle. Right, and then a bit of me actually went, Dave, oh man, he heard that I cursed out his dude. <laughs> because the part that I just didn't mention was, I, I told Carl that I didn't like the show, but I was all yeah, blah blah, blah fuck you, blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. and then walked away. Oh, you were like you bitched him out. A little bit. Not gotcha. You know what's funny is I've never heard that. I didn't hear that from him. Carl's such a because like, he's such a nice guy. guy. Yeah, he's such not a him guy. personally. Like it yeah. wasn't like you. I went, yeah. oh, you like me so much. Yeah. Then what's up with that? Why yeah. are y'all yeah. talking yeah. shit? Blah blah yeah. blah. Good night, sir. Nah, <laughs> fuck you. I will Good never luck, come sir. Send. I have my piece, and now I bid you adieu. Maybe you can make fun of Drew Carey, yeah. my <laughs> friend Drew Carey. Make fun of the back of my arse as I walk away. <laughs> um, Good day, sir. And then so this voice, you know, hey, Wayne, it's me, Dave. And, and then he started talking to me, and he's like, look, I'm sorry about the sketch. I didn't write it. I do like you. Yeah. And, and, and I think you're incredibly funny. Would you like to do something on the show? And what would you like to do? And you, myself, and my partner, you, Mr. Neil, we can come up with something. Right. And I was so, to be perfectly honest, even if the invitation to do the show had never come about, the fact that Dave, who in this day and age in show business, 
most cats would have gone, fuck Wayne Brady. I don't well, care. You know what's interesting? You've been on both sides of it because you've done plenty of jokes about people. Yes. And you never, literally, it's just like this thing you see on TV. It's like I'm making fun of this thing I see on TV. It's not right. a person. Not of the person. And in fact, I've got a great, great example of that. I, and I never talked to this person that I'm going to mention a, about it. I just knew from interacting with him. Right. I did a Chris Rock thing on my variety show, which, because I thought it was funny. I think that Chris Rock is one of the most brilliant yeah. minds in comedy. Yeah. Hands down. Ever. Yeah. Right. So I, wouldn't, I wasn't making fun of Chris Rock. I was making fun of Chris Rock's onstage persona because I've heard Chris Rock speak. Chris Rock doesn't do yeah. interviews and go, how y'all never know? Chris no, Rock he talks does not do as that. much like you as he talks as yeah. much like Carlton as you do. Chris, right. <laughs> close, close. Yeah. Close enough. He, so I w so in my mind and, and this was the beat for the sketch. I thought, what's the most incongruent thing I can think of right now? Chris Rock and Annie. That'd be funny. <laughs> what if Chris Rock was singing hard knock life? <laughs> And then turned it into a rant about how hard. And what if he say, "That's kind of funny." Yeah. And then I did did the impression. Please and, do it. And then I thought, no, no, because my oh, voice oh, your voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. And Would you thought, grace us with the impression tonight? When <laughs> my arse. Next time I will grace my arse with. <laughs> and, then, and then I thought, oh, Eddie Murphy is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was the impression. That was Wayne Brady wow. doing the guy the from the Eddie Murphy. Um, and then I got some teeth, and I did it because I thought that would be funny. Right. It wasn't until later when I met Chris at some award show or something, and Chris was very, oh, yeah, you're Wayne. Yeah. And I recognized that look. I went, yeah. Oh, he's. Yeah. And then I heard it from my agent. Yeah. That he was pissed off. Not even pissed off that he did not like that sketch. Right. And immediately I went, oh my God, if there was a way that I could reach Chris Rock, Chris Rock is, is, is such a big star. I, I, I can't reach Chris Rock. Yeah. Oh my God. So later on, I ended up meeting Chris and we hung out and then I ended up becoming a recurring role on, on Everybody Hates Chris. Right, right, right. It's hilarious, man. Comedy is just filled with thin-skinned, sharp-teethed motherfuckers oh, biting each other and yeah, going, yeah, how are you going to bite me? And then yeah. you turn your neighbor and bite him. So, I'm going to go call the psychic hotline. They'll know what to do. <laughs> so the fact that Dave reached out, yeah. he was aces in my book even without, right. even without the invitation. Right. And then so when the invitation came, we talked about the sketch and the, uh, and the genesis of the sketch was, was I think you, you guys, I, I, I talked to Dave. I said, like, if we did some, something where, where um, because we talk about speeding tickets i think i talked about me getting getting pulled over and then the cop letting right. me go and then you guys went away and wrote the training day parody i'll i'll tell you my 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 recollection of coming up with it all right so remember when you did it this is such a like fucking crazy all right so you did the, you remember when we talked remember warren thomas yes okay warren thomas is a comedian who was friends with uh barry sobel you did a show with Barry Sobel. Vinyl Justice. Yes. You did a show with Barry Sobel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you didn't even give him a dog. Come on. He's right, though. All right, so, no, go ahead. Please. Uh, no, you did a show with Barry Sobel. So Barry's, Barry's right here. Uh, right. Oh, so, shit. Barry's Barry's the, the oh, sure. Not, Barry's here. Time, and Korean me, people don't have small penises. Me, and Jews Dave. do tip. Sure. Barry's here. Fine. 
Fine. Um, uh, Chinese people are excellent drivers. Fine. <laughs> um, all right. So we. Suck a can. Suck a can <laughs> in the car. <laughs> we're doing very simple. All right. So we were, me, Dave, and Warren Thomas were hanging out one time in 1998, 99. And I remember Warren Thomas doing a bit where he was like, I could get Shaq and Oscar. He just kept saying, I could get Shaq. I could get that motherfucker and Oscar. He would just have to play a monster. Just play the fucking worst fucking, like, the, just a monster. He murders people. Like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, not Master. like a it's Six just, Flags monster. No, no, no. Like, like, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. Like, just an awful, red, which is a hilarious idea. So somehow that got into my head when me and Dave were writing. We were trying to, like, we were basically with that idea somehow I got in there, and then we were writing it, and then it just slowly became training debt. Like, we were just like, we needed a structure. So but it, it is like, one of the sketches from the show that you remember. I mean, yeah, you remember the white, the white, oh. the white, white supremacist. Yeah, do you remember, absolutely. you know, you remember Rick it's James bitch, and you yeah. remember Wayne yes. Brady for sure. Top you, five, absolutely. You know that that sketch is in the um, Museum of Television History, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like I was there for the ceremony. It's <laughs> cool. <laughs> Where they put I was doing some stuff. It's one of the top one. Uh, I, I think it's number two or three in of all time funniest things on TV. Oh, that's great. Well, that's the lesson to learn here is that you should character assassinate and snipe at yes. your peers because greatness will come of it. something will come from that. And <laughs> this speaks to patience because the, the memory I have, my strongest emotion about that sketch is you hadn't read the sketch. Me and Dave he deserves it. an Oscar for that. We hadn't, you hadn't, we hadn't written it. We wrote it the night before you were getting there. Right. And, and then they <laughs> hadn't sent it to you. And I remember driving across the 59th Street Bridge in New York and just being so furious that they hadn't sent you the sketch because I was just waiting for you to be like, I'm not doing this. Uh, there's no way I'm fucking doing this. So then when I got there, and I was like, Does he, did he read it? And they were like, yeah, he wants it. I was like, fucking thank God. But that's my strongest emotion is that like, fury of like these motherfuckers fucked me again right because i wasn't they're gonna ruin my I image i wasn't focusing blah, blah, blah. on my patience i wasn't doing my patience exercises i didn't have the you were a less developed i didn't person, know what i, I know now but now you, we are evolved now we're totally different guys that sketch would never happen um okay so, so so yeah so that was that was a good uh that was a great that's when that was a, another thing that sketch was it sort of let me know like oh we're we're gonna we're still doing we kept getting like lucky breaks kind of like during that season like it was like uh like just shit kept lining up and that was one of the things it was like thank fuck we do a sketch the guy gets mad then we call the guy then the guy comes on and that's a big sketch good luck like when you asked me to be your partner on this podcast and i said yes yeah yeah that was was pretty good um you know who else was mad brian gumbel was he really yeah he actually was mad but there was nothing we could do. You know who else was mad? Go ahead. Malcolm. Malcolm. Brother, brother Malcolm. Brother Malcolm. Detroit Red. <laughs> Which I don't blame Malcolm. See, see, as I was saying, I don't blame Malcolm for being Malcolm. Listen to me. <laughs> oh, dick. I don't blame uh, Brian. What time is it, Katie? It's 7.15. <laughs> um, I don't blame Brian uh, Gumble for being mad because someone like Brian Gumble, he... As light-skinned as he is or whatever, if you're going to take that approach and be angry at him because, oh, he's not black enough, the man is one of the leading broadcasters in the business, in the world, not just here. He is one of the leading guys. You should aspire in whatever hood you're from Mm. to, to look to, I need to be like this cat so I can get out of here. And if that's his hustle, then that's where I want to be. Instead of turning on yourself and going, ha, he made it because he's this. He's white. 
that, well, that yeah, is that's such a well, that's that thing, and we've had about me and Moshe have had this argument too of like, like there's guys that are there is that black enough or not black enough. Like Michael Wilbon is black enough. You know what I mean? Like there, I could go down the list of guys that are like making it in in basically the white media, and you just go black enough, not black <laughs> enough, black enough. Not I, like, to be to be clear, I've never had this discussion. I want everyone to know that I've never been involved yeah, you, in we the, have. Yeah, you have. Not, 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 no, we, we don't have a real list. No, we haven't stuff. gone down a list of like who. <laughs> <laughs> I have a list upstairs. On well, today's me. black enough list. That's right. It's me, Neil, Heinrich Himmler, and Riggs. Yeah. We go over who's black enough, who's the right amount of Jew, uh, who's too Jewy for his own good. No, no, but like there is. Best candy bar but, ever. But I guess it, it goes to the, the Jew thing I just do for the homeboys. <laughs> Uh, the, I guess you never make the choice, but do you go? Your, I mean, I guess your character is the way you talk and all that shit is just set at a certain point. Did you made fun of in high school? I've been made fun of. Good question. Since I was a kid, mm-hmm. because at first I had a very strong accent, like my grandparents. Trinidadian, or I'm sorry, virgin. Yeah, uh, Vir- a virgin accent. Which is, <laughs> Hi, I'm. My name is Murphy, and um, it's <laughs> <laughs> a virgin accent. Did you actually have like a? <laughs> Did you have like a, uh, you had like a, like you, you had a patchwork? Very, very strong. Did you really? Yeah. Up until what age? Even when I go home, it, I slip back into it because I was raised around it. So, so it almost sounds like, like a little bit of Jamaican, but it's like this if you talk really fast. It does so, sound very So you islands. talk like Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just but like don't her. talk slick like Rihanna. Or I'll beat you Are like you? Chris. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Sorry. And that was oh, great. Uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. And my daughter just walked up. Yeah. The show uh, just got PG. Should we talk to her? Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no, 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 no. You want to talk? Don't you dare. Don't you take one. Huh? Want to say hi? But do you, do you want to tell us about your dad? Say hi to the champs. Say I'm messing with the champs. Will you say that? I'm messing with the champs? Yeah, say that. I'm messing with the champs. Hold on. We got to get that. There you go. I'm messing with the champs. Yeah, you are. Yeah, that's filthy. So I was made fun of for that. And then I was made fun of because we were poor. I was made fun of because I I talked different, or because then I, I got bust out of my neighborhood to go to the school for for the gifted program. That that was another round of ass beatings so, from white kids. I brings the ruckus to the ladies. No, on, on both sides. So I was bust out of my own neighborhood to go to this all white school. They didn't want me. And then, did you stay there? That's some bullshit yeah, like right I there. Had to. That's yeah, funny. You know, I, I went to. to I went to pretty much all black schools. And in fact, at a certain point in my life, I affected a a black accent, a black scent, if you will. I actually would love to hear that. I don't think I, I don't really think it sounds genuine anymore. At the time, it did. It would look ridiculous, but I did it from a real place. But I let's hear it. I mean, I don't know that I can do it anymore. I mean, you don't have to. No, I could try. I mean, you know, what I'm like saying Eminem no, kind no, of thing. No, you want me? You don't want me to do it? No, no, no. I'm saying you don't have to. I don't want to pressure you. Yeah, you don't all have right, to. I'm, I don't want you to feel like those black kids. I, I know. I'll tell you this. I'd be talking on my phone. I'd be talking to my brother, and we'd be having a regular conversation, just chatting back and forth. I'd be like, yeah, well, David, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the phone ring. I'd be like, hello? Hell yeah, what's up? Not nah, chilling, man. Get the all fuck right, out of here. Yeah. All right. All right, then. Peace. And i go back to talking to my brother, and he'd be like, what are you? Who? What are you doing? I yeah. watched you know what's that. what's funny? It's the, all right then. Yeah, that's the one that is truly <laughs> yeah authentic. That's how you know I'm from the streets. That's how I know. <laughs> yeah, right, well, that's the but you but the the thing about white people they have good oh. schools. 
It's true. That's the it's true. that's the rub. the thing about poverty is that they can't. Yeah, that's straight yeah. up. It's straight up. Like yeah. so, you have to. I always say that, and I said it. I, it might be in Torre's book. Whenever a black dude spends time with white people early in his life, it's better. They they succeed more. Every black guy I know that's had success <laughs> spent time with white people. You know what? That's an interesting way looking at it. You are broadening my horizons. I'm really opening because you I up. didn't think about it. And because I hate to break everything back to race, but it's a part of the world. It's a part of uh, Absolutely. So so I could see why the not that because I want to make it clear it isn't like the um that the white people made this guy successful. It's the fact that there were white people in this place and where there was more than one, especially school wise, that's a successful environment. Right. Well, right. So you take someone who has the seating for whatever greatness, whether right. you'd be, because there are a lot of drug dealers and hustlers on the street right now and gangbangers who are geniuses. <laughs> yeah, very bad boys. Yeah. Geniuses. No, it's but, coming back to Malcolm X. That, that, that yes. dude in Malcolm X, his, his his boss man that always remembered all the all the numbers. I mean, yeah. I think what we what we're learning now with the Occupy Wall Street movement, and everything else, is that really the problem isn't. Is we've been thinking that the problem was race. And it is, but really the enemy is poverty. The, po- the poverty. enemy is poverty. Yeah. And, because and if you have a little bit of money, it changes your perspective. Yeah. You can send your kid to a good school. You don't have to, you don't have to go to a certain place to get certain things, thing, get things done. So it elevates everything. Um, so it is money. It isn't the class. Yeah. It's, right. Yes, no, it's, it's not race. It, it is class, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, it's not uh, race. It's class. But that, right. the thing I like when black dudes interact with white people at a young age, it's like it just demystifies white people. Because I think a lot of people, a lot of white people are just afraid of black people because they don't know them, and a lot of black people are just afraid of white people because they don't, they just have never dealt with them. Well, because we are taught much like, um, and I don't know if you guys ever did this, but it's kind of like when I was a kid and I'd never seen a vagina before. Mm-hmm. The other dudes would make you believe that it had teeth. Right. And was yo man, it had teeth on it, and it was great and big. So you. That's all you have to go on. Do they right. do they not have teeth? Well, incisors. <laughs> okay, right. But you're taught that about uh, other cultures as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. Like oh, my right. dad's boss, this dude hates black people. <laughs> yeah. He whips him, and da, da, da. so yeah. you go into the world going, well, that's how they're going to treat me. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I need to have this wall up. I have the advantage. I, I think that from the time I was a baby. My grandmother took me traveling, so I, I met white people. I met Indian people in yeah. Trinidad. I met met Danish people. I was meeting other Africans. I was so there were people that goat curry. Mm. Was there goat curry? I just want to please just add that into the mix. And I had goat curry. And goat curry. Okay. I loved uh, me some goat curry. What was the craziest thing? I heard. I did, man. I love goat curry. I then click. No, you're fucking with the chance. There you are. You're eating okay. some goat curry. <laughs> with the uh, That's how you know you're fucking you, with the chance. Uh, did you? Oh, uh, what's the craziest thing you've heard? Let's go around the the room. Okay. What's the craziest thing you've heard about another race, or class, or? <laughs> Or uh, sex in your life. Okay. This is one that I heard from older people as, as I was growing up. They said, and now I have to preface this because someone's going to listen to it, and this piece of the interview is going to be snipped and put online. <laughs> the bike does probably and dropped in future episodes. 
I heard from some old folks once from some from some old black people. White people when they get wet, they smell Can like dog. oh, dogs. Oh yeah, we yeah. smell like, like dogs. Like dogs. Yeah. Everybody now, knows that's true. We smell like dogs. Now personally, I have had many girlfriends and black girlfriends, Asian girlfriends, white girlfriends. I've been in the rain with my white buddies. I've taken showers <laughs> with a white woman. I've never I've smelled. I've taken showers with my white buddies. <laughs> <laughs> you were just horsing around at Penn State. Go ahead. No! Oh, oh, no! Oh, oh, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, Doug. Oh, I can't walk. Uh, right. The um. uh, that, but I would counter that and say that I've been whenever Ireland has a smell. Now this one is simple. Black girls don't get their hair wet when they shower, and so they don't. You don't smell wet hair after the shower. White girls do, and so you come out, you smell wet hair. Wet hair smells like a wet dog. I mean, that one. That one is I, e- but easily. Not, you've actually gone more racist. Trust than me, the person man. Trust from. me. Wow. Um, Wait, how, what? <laughs> well, well, that was actually scientific, I think, in, you, a, <laughs> him in a weird way. <laughs> so, so it's the hair. Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm sure. Because but, I've never smelled anything even to say, oh, there is a distinct aroma. Dog, of, it is a dog-like scent. Okay, mm. I'll say this for, for black wo- women. I went out with a black woman. Uh, this is a long time ago. Congratulations, by the way. And her hair did not smell good. And I went to Dave and was like, hey, what's the deal? With the hair, and he's like, "Yeah, it's just the the black girls can't get their hair wet." And he was like, "A big so, right?" So that actually, I'm going to buttress your point, albeit it is a stereotype uh, and bad. But I'm of the mind that white people do smell like wet dog. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. All of Ireland smells like wet wool. <laughs> it just smells like yeah. everybody's because wearing sweaters and just wet white people actually i was just with a woman recently and and this is, this Congratulations. is a pg story yeah. but i was smelling her and i was going like she, i was like what's what's that what is that scent because it it and she was like oh it's um aveda and i was like it smells like blackjack my dog blackjack <laughs> no, i didn't say this to her, but i was thinking it smells exactly like my dog blackjack what about that time i found you naked with that bowl of jello <laughs> no, uh, Mosh, what do you so, got? In ter- oh, yeah, oh, I yeah. got a good one. Yeah, okay. go. My friend Chantos, who is a Cambodian uh, r- r- refugee, son of the guy from the boat. Go ahead. The son of son of what's his name? Wayne Paclip. Paclip. <laughs> <laughs> I am Chantos, son of Paclip, son of Chico Man. <laughs> uh, he told me that in Laos, the people in Laos eat a dish that is made of cow shit. Great. Ca- the feces of a cow. Right. eat food and i didn't believe it i thought it was just like some racist you know what i mean like you know those laotian people they, they they got that shit dish until i watched andrew zimmer's bizarre foods on his episode about uh, thailand which everyone should watch it's the most horrific thing you'll ever Can see see it online yeah it's on netflix Andrew's, and go to do the cambodia episode and the the thailand Is episode the, the first thailand the episode guy, the chef it's not uh, Anthony Bourdain. This is called Bizarre Foods. It's uh, on the Food okay. Network. And he goes around the world eating the most horrific it's things. Disgusting. Okay. It's disgusting. Be- it's beyond my, belief. We were going to watch that, that tonight because my daughter and I watched oh. all of those things. Yeah, cow pie pie. So was it true, though? Mom? It's true, man. Wow. It's true. There's a, did, you are, have, did you ever hear one that man, wasn't true? Me. All right, because... Oh, Wait, I'm of the mind that the first that your Wayne Deere was true. Sure, and I've heard ones that aren't true. Yeah, Bizarre Foods. I've heard ones that... Oh, everybody's heard... I, Jews have horns. We don't yeah, have. I horns. never heard that for real. Black though. people have tails. Right. Black people can't swim. I mean, they can swim. 
No, I mean, mm. I mean, mm. they not by and large. <laughs> we can no, swim, but you I don't think a lot swim. We we can swim, but I don't think a lot of us float. <laughs> I don't know what the black people don't like camping. That's true. That's true. Do camp? This is getting <laughs> no. is this getting weird? Are we getting no, no I don't think it's weird at all. Damn it, I wanted to I try think to, you guys are hey, just talking about now. stereotypes now. You're not talking about like bizarre foods. Uh okay. No, we are, but I'm talking about stereotypes that are just like penis. I heard that um Mexican guys play in mariachi bands because um and they wear those big hats because they have a small hole on their head. And when they're playing their horn, the air can escape in there. You're their kidding. Horn. That really? Is, that is no, some elaborate shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got a big laugh out of Wayne's daughter. Yeah, no, yeah. that was. I got, uh, now she's going to go to school. Weed every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Wayne's daughter. Uh, uh, all right, what I heard from a guy, from yeah, an adult got? in Chicago is that, uh, that he, a buddy of his only dated Asian women because he heard that they were uh, subservient and had uh, silky vaginas. That's well, true, though. That's that. That's true. Well, so again, thank you, Thigh Master. It's how about right, I want to? I want to ask one more question. What was the funny? You <laughs> By know, the way, what's your daughter's racial background? True. Um, true. Okay. Good. Um, you married into it. You were married. Her mother one. is half Japanese <laughs> so and half Caucasian. It's the most awkward. You can't even look, so right now, can <laughs> <I> can. <laughs> <laughs> look at my daughter right now, can you? I can't even look at her. What was? Did everyone in everyone in grade school has like a girl or a guy that's just a liar? Yeah. Oh my god! Can you god. remember the? It, sometimes it's the person. It could be you, Moshe. <laughs> no, it wasn't me, the, man. The I best know who it was. liar that the liar in your class told, or the biggest, stupidest lie. Mine, girl named Keisha Warner, the only yeah. black girl in the class. I don't. That's got nothing to do with it. But you can whatever, do with that what you will. Uh, trust me, man. Trust me. Said that her dad, if he stood in the middle of the ocean, the water would only go up to his waist. <laughs> that is cool. <laughs> an epic lie. Weird, and I just remember hearing that, going like, what? Your dad well, is sixteen hundred feet tall. <laughs> My friend told me that, like, we, you know, we were small, and then we're gonna keep growing, and then when you get, you just keep growing until you're like fifty feet tall. So I was kind of terrified of getting real bit tall. I well, Which, I, maybe that maybe that's why I'm so short. <laughs> no one wants to get that big. I mean, my I, but I, even though I never seen someone that tall, somehow I believed my friend. Wayne, if you've got one, I'm gonna think of one. You know who I'll tag as the liar is myself. Huh. Great. And this is something I've never talked about. Uh-huh. So so. <laughs> So this is an exclusive, I guess. Great. Yeah. Um, but I've got to remember to put it in my book later. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have a lot of money growing up. And in the, <laughs> and in the school, is that glory? Or? <laughs> glory? No, it's some sound effect music, library music. Oh, okay. Uh, um, I thought it was very specific. Um, Play it every time it gets a sensitive story. Ready? Ready? Go. Okay. Growing up, I didn't have a lot of money. And... Um, the kids at the high school that I went to, Dr. Phillips High, was I know that's across from university. Across from university, so yeah. rich and wealthy. Yeah, that I began to adopt this persona because, because in the gifted program, you moved through all these grades together. So they were the same kids of these rich parents that I right. met when I was in elementary school. Now everybody's in high school, driving cars, dressing really, really well, and blah blah blah. So I, I reached that age where I became shameful. And I'm ashamed to even say that I became embarrassed of my own situation. That mm-hmm. you never know you're poor until someone goes, "Hey, you're yep. poor." Yeah. Yeah. So then I went, "Oh shit, I'm poor." No shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. I went well. I've got to find some way to bring my stock up. Mm. So 
it was small lies at first. Like I told them that everyone was saying, well, for my 16th, my dad's going to get me, I think he's going to get me a Beamer. Right. And maybe blah, 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 blah. And with, with all the Buffies of the world. Yeah. Right. So, and then I said, okay, so I, I'm going to lie, but it can't be too great a lie. Yeah. So I've got to shoot. So I said, uh, you know, I think think that my dad's going to give me his um his old car. It's a couple years old. It's an, um, it's an Accord. Um, it's a really cool Accord. It's tricked out. And then maybe he'll let me get the Beamer. I'm not really sure. Oh, wow, that's cool. It's like, cool, good, I dodged that one. Hmm. And then the clothes, it's like, well, I don't have any of the clothes they do. So I, so I, I took shit from the lost and found. Wow. So I took At this- school? So I took, so I took this U-Men sweatshirt and U-Men was a big, a big brand and, and uh, did this Adidas thing because my mom would never have gotten me that. And so I felt so ashamed of doing that that I put it back. But I wore it for, for some class picture. And then I put it back in the lost and found. Wow. And then the other lie, which is now that I look back and I'm the fan of hip hop that I am, uh-huh. I realize what a dumbass I was. I didn't, my bus driver was the one that got me hooked on hip hop right. because we didn't have it in my house. So she would make me mixtapes. And Sounds like a very professional lady. Very, very <laughs> nice. She would mit- smoke weed <laughs> every day. Every day. <laughs> Oh, great. Like the yeah. one time that we Yeah, did right. Where were you, Doug? Doug? I'm trying to queue up something else. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so she turned me on to... Uh, to uh, LSD, to, Magic uh, Mushrooms. And to music. <laughs> to um, to uh, Biz Marquee. Yeah. So none of the other kids in Orlando in my group had heard of this. So... So there was a song with um, him and I think it was MC Shan. Mm-hmm. Make the music with your mouth, biz. Yeah. So, so I told these guys, it's like, yeah, you know, um, I'm making songs. A cousin of mine from New York, you know, just came out. And I went in the studio with him. And they went, you're making songs? I went, yeah. So I played them that. And I told them that I was singing the chorus. So I told them that was me going, make the music with you. No. In wow, that's a big lie. If I wanted to, to pretend to be a singer, was I really going to say that I was that cat? But, but I was trying to earn myself some cred. So they thought that I'd released this song. I said, yeah, like I just have this song and it's a demo and I'm going to go out to New York with my cousin later and we're going to cut it. What a huge ass lie that was for a full two months i had those cats thinking that i wrote that you song. could get away with a lot before the internet that's funny man <laughs> you know that's true they could have immediately been like what is that song let me shazam that <laughs> nope it's not you as you're saying it <laughs> yeah, yeah that's yeah. my really uh-huh. no yeah. you're out no uh that's and that's a it was mc shan um i want to say it was sham sham but it was definitely bismarcky it's how a, did they catch you no one caught me you d- it just kind of went away yeah yeah, like went away because they knew that I was singing around school and stuff. So it was plausible enough. And I told them that they sped my voice up. And, <laughs> and that's why it was so weird and high. And did they ever ask follow-up questions? Like, did anything happen with your record? Like, you mean the class reunion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 20-year reunion. That actually would be awesome if that would have been the thing. No, so, that's, that's the beat. I'm really glad you uncovered that. Yeah, man. Because that's what, that's what you forget about kids. It's fucking weird. We're incredibly weird when we're growing up. Because you're trying so hard. Yeah. Because you're trying so hard. So, yes, I completely admit that I, I, I told a lot of... That's it. Hey. 
with you, man. Wayne Brady, ladies and gentlemen. That's Wayne Brady, you guys. That's, uh, that, uh, that's no, a- is it Shan? Uh, it just says Biz Marquee here. Oh, okay. Actually, sure, I can play the, we can play the whole song to say You're goodnight. You're potentially also a better singer than whoever that was. Oh, I'm years, years, <laughs> years in a way. There, there ain't no potential. That, 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 no, no, that happened. I, actually, we can play it. We can play it out. Are we getting to the? We're getting yeah, towards we're, the we gotta, end. We gotta I mean, wrap it up. Yeah, we gotta wrap it up. What uh, a cool conversation this has yeah. been. Uh, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're a goddamn good man. You're, yeah, you're good man. I appreciate you and you, um, man. All right, Dan. All right, then, son. All right. All right. All right. Uh, Wayne Brady was here, ladies and gentlemen. You listen to the champs. Go if to you- WayneBrady.com. Say bad shit about let's make a deal. <laughs> Sorry, watch let's make a deal. Also go to go to uh, Neil Brennan. Uh, NeilBrennan.com at, at, at Neil Brennan, Brennan. Which I've got to start Twitter. following. I'm going to start yes, following you. And I'm at Moshe Kasher, uh, the one and only. And of course, uh, I will be at the uh, I'll be at the Comedy Cafe in Milwaukee on New Year's weekend. If you want to mess with that, and also I'm Doug. And also, I'm Doug. Also, I've got a, I've got, I'm taping an hour special in Oakland, January 12th. So follow me on Twitter for that information. That's Moshe. You got anything coming up? Uh, no, I'm here. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm doing a thing next week. And then I'm doing, like, I don't, I'm not doing any live. I'm doing, like, I do a Sunday a show every Sunday in Santa Monica. Please come. Yeah. You're invited. You're, do you, invited. You're invited. We didn't ask. Wayne, do you want to drop any? Is there anything you're promoing that you would like to mention? or just? You know what? Check my website for, for my tour dates. I've got a gang of dates coming up. Awesome. Um, starting no negative comments. January. <laughs> That's right. Please. Mod. No Good day, so I You will never see me, Mr. Brady. But go and check and check that out. Let's make a deal is on. And, Fuck um, you and Facebook. And, <laughs> and I've got a new CD dropping in, um, in June. Oh, cool. So, uh, for real, what kind of music? Um, R&B M- MC Shant Make the music With your mouth It's called Make the music With your mouth Ladies and gentlemen That has been the champs Wayne Brady What a classic guy Thanks a lot Thanks for tuning in This is the new the album right? Yeah that's right They really believe It was me Play it out Doug Play it all the way to the end uh, Follow Doug At at Doug Pound Twitter. Yeah, thanks a lot. Too late. Good night. How much fun, man? Make the music with your mind.